This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Happy Friday, Chuck and Winkler, served up by Perkins Restaurant and Bakeries. Here on 105.7 FM, the fan. Packers, Lions, Week 17, Green Bay. A lot to play for, even against a crappy Lions team as they look to go 13-3, and then sit back, kick back, relax, watch Sunday Night Football, and it's going to be painful frames, but we got to root for the Seattle Seahawks. We do, but they're playing another team we don't like is the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, last week we were rooting against Seattle when they're playing Arizona. they got to come right back and now root for Seattle when they're playing San Francisco, but got to take care of this game against Detroit first at noon on Sunday. We got a lot to talk about with that game. We're going to talk some Bucks basketball to kick off the show today because on the line right now, Radio.com Sports NBA insider Brian Scalabrini. Insider calls brought to you by the new gas-powered Sprinter from Mercedes-Benz Vans. Brian, thanks for joining us early this morning, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Pretty good, man. How's the Christmas? How's the family doing? Yeah, life's good, man. I had, uh, we, I had the Toronto game, so I had to go super early, get it done, and then... Uh, head into Toronto and, and, and do the Celtic game. Celtics look good, but Toronto was banged up. It's really cool how the top six teams of the East are sort of just like beating each other up. And you, and you kind of have an idea. Like, the Bucks do look like the best team, but it's going to be really interesting once playoff time comes. I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk for any of those six teams when they finally do match up. Right, and I'm glad that you brought up Toronto because, I mean, I was telling people, I think Siakam's going to be a superstar. You kind of saw that in the postseason last year. I mean, and Nick Nurse is a legit head coach. But going back no to the question. Bucks, I mean, they take a tough loss to Philadelphia on Christmas Day. Would you say they were exposed at all, or is that just, you chalk that up as just a regular season loss? So here's, here's my thing about the Bucks, And, you know, we always overreact, especially to marquee matchups, whether it's, you know, Lakers, Clippers right now, or, or even Bucks. 76ers, or you could even say Celtics Toronto, even though Toronto was banked up. But here's my deal with, with the Bucks. Like I think the Bucks are the best team in the NBA. I think they're the best team in the NBA for 44 minutes, and they they shellac teams night in and night out. They just beat teams. They're up by 10, up by 20, up by 25, and Giannis you know, played 28 minutes, dominating. The question I always have for this team is, when the S hits the fan, when it's going to be tough for these guys, how do they respond? And is it is it, you know, the simple ball movement? It's not like you go to a you go to a superstar and that superstar was able to get you, you know, a bucket. Giannis is a little bit different than that. He's he's a you know, he's a volatile superstar. He can get where he wants to go, but he tries harder. He doesn't have that like go to, whether it be a fadeaway or, you know, he could knock down the three in a in a clutch situation. So I started looking into the stats a little bit. And you know in the losses, Giannis is one for fourteen from three point range. And on the other games when they're up and they're up by fifteen or even if they're down and they're and they're, and they're coming back, he seems to make them. But in those tight moments, it's, I don't think it's in his DNA yet. So can, are, do, were they exposed a little bit? Maybe, maybe a little bit. But uh, they still are to me the best team. They play the best style. They get the best shots defensively. They rotate the best in, during the regular season. They take the personality of their superstar. Yeah, that's a good team. Philadelphia, you know, they want to win that game on Christmas Day. 
you know, I got some questions about Joel Embiid, but um, that's uh, that maybe that's for another day. But with the Bucks uh, and Scala, you know, having played the NBA, I, I think you know these guys. I think all the great teams so once in a while are going to get their lunch handed to them, and this is part of the growing process for this team. You know, sometimes you just gotta uh, enjoy getting your ass kicked, and I think that was one of those days. Sure, but the question goes back to last year in Toronto. When you know they pretty much had Game Three and they let go of the rope. Um, I'm sorry, last year in the playoffs against Toronto, mm-hmm. they had Game Three. They let go of the rope. You know, Van Fleet was struggling, makes the shot. They win that game. The Bucks crumbled from that point on. And now in tight games, like I was here in the Boston game, you know, like it's like they're not a great team down the stretch. And we always know, like the game changes in a tight game. Like, and I said, listen. It's not like Budenholzer's fault or any of these guys' fault. They blast people. So it's not like they have a ton of practice where they can, they can figure out, what are we going to do in tight games? They don't really have a lot of games like that. So I, I think they'll go through the entire regular season and maybe even the first round. Like, I don't know who's going to be the eighth seed in the, um, in the East, but they'll probably go through all the way through the first round. And we won't know when it gets tough where are they going to go for a bucket. And, and we probably won't have that answer until – Maybe the second round when they're playing Indiana or maybe a Toronto-Indiana matchup or maybe even in the Eastern Conference Finals. Can they do it? Absolutely. I, I, I totally think they can, but I just, as far as, I, I just don't know if, I, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, for sure, these guys are going to figure out a way to win close games. Now, I don't have that yet. You know, that guy you're talking about, I really want it to be Middleton so bad. I just, I, I'm not there with him yet. Uh, it just there's sometimes he is, and sometimes he's just not that guy you're talking about. Yeah, it, Middleton's tough because he's one of those guys when if the ball is flowing and, and, and things are going well, and the Bucks are moving the ball and driving and kicking, and he's getting a couple open looks, he's going to have good games. But it, it, in the situations where, like, if, another thing that where he's underrated at, if Middleton can get a matchup, let's just say Middleton is. is uh, he used the Celtics last year during the playoffs. And when Kyrie was on him, I mean, he destroyed uh, Kyrie. So when he has a matchup, a little bit smaller guy, but you're starting to look at Toronto, okay, fine. Like Lowry and Van Fleet are better defensive players than you think. Then you start looking at Philadelphia. They don't have anybody small out there. So if Middleton's on those guys, like, where is he going to find his matchup? So it, that's I do agree with you. Like you want him to be that guy. You paid him to be that guy. But the question is, is can he do that? You know, in the tightest of games against you know the, the you know the best opponents, and that's really what this all comes down to, right? It comes down to the best defense, the best players going against each other in the, in the last four minutes of a game. And I'm interested in just how the Bucks respond. We're talking with Brian Scalabrini. Make sure you check out his show, Scalin Pals. It's on Radio.com and the Radio.com app. A great listen for all NBA fans. All you got to do is search Scal wherever you find your podcast. You know, Brian, with the uh, current rosters, you look around the Eastern Conference. A team like the Bucks, do you think that they're one piece away still? And coming up at the trade deadline, is there any names out there maybe they should be looking at? Same thing with Philadelphia and with Boston. Do you think that there's any names out there that maybe these teams are going to go after to try to get over the hump and maybe you know complete their roster a little bit more? Yeah, so I don't feel that way. I think the, I think the buyout market will be a little bit more uh, interesting for the Bucks and the Celtics. I do think Philadelphia has some you know, like those middle-of-the-road players who are good players and they all add up to a certain amount. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think, I, I know this, like I'm only saying this is associated with Philadelphia, but think of a guy like J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick, whether it's 
you guys have plenty of shooting on your team. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia does need more shooting. You're not going to go find, like, I don't even think, like, I would bring in Dion Waiters. Like, you know, they're not going to find unbelievable playmakers in the buyout market, and you're not going to trade guys that you have for that. I, I guess really the question, and you guys are probably, you know, more tied into Milwaukee than I am. From, from the outside looking in, have you guys seen, obviously, Malcolm Brogdon this year? has been really good for Indiana. Like, if without him, and I don't know where the Indiana Pacers would be, but you guys gave him up and decided to go with, with Bledsoe with the extension and everything like that. I guess I, I wonder with the Bucks if, if that if that move in particular comes back to bite them. Probably not because they have so many other good players that can shoot, and, you know, you're expecting Milton and Bledsoe to do more, and Giannis is continuing to grow. But that would be a guy that I wonder if, if – if, is was he the guy that was going to help you guys get over the hump, and if not – but as far as uh, the, 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 mar- the trade market, I don't think so. But the buyout market, I know a lot of people want to go play with Giannis because I think he's a gravitational superstar. Like people look at him and say, I'd like to you know, like join his team or the way that he approaches the game. Like this, he's, he's a superstar in our league, and no one doesn't like him. I mean, everybody loves Giannis. So it's like, I think uh, the, in the buyout market, the Bucks really take advantage of something. You know, there's been some rumblings about Drew Holiday. Could the Bucks be interested in him? Would they have enough ammo for him? Maybe something like Chris Paul. I, I know a lot of Bucks fans when you, you would guess they'd love to have Chris yeah, Paul, no, but, no, no, no. but in the last three or no. four years with that contract, it's like, I mean, at a time when he thought, hey, you get Chris Paul, you'd love to have him. Now it's like, oh man, I don't want that contract or the baggage that comes with it. But how about a guy like Holiday? Yeah, well, Holiday would be tremendous, but he makes $25 million and New Orleans will be looking to get much more return. So, for instance, if Holiday becomes on the market, mm-hmm. and I, this is no disrespect to how the Bucks are built or anything like that, but they're not going to have enough assets to trade. Like, it's, not, it's not like New Orleans wants players. They probably want draft picks. And your guys' draft pick with Giannis on that team is never going to be good. I don't know how far <laughs> you'd have to stretch that out for that pick to be good. The question is just the – there are so many other teams out there with probably a little bit more assets. It'd be a great fit. Now, as far as the Chris Paul thing, you guys would take on uh, taking on forty million dollars. Like if Chris Paul and everything was perfect, it would be fine. But the question is, he always gets hurt during the playoffs. So you're like rolling the dice on this guy who's always banged up, and for what? Now, you know, like if if you I, let's put it this way, I can count on. Bledsoe, like, let's, I can count on Bledsoe's body holding up more than I can count on uh, Chris Paul not breaking down in, in the playoffs. And you're not attached to a $44 million right. contract. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's tough. But Drew Holiday is an interesting name around the NBA right now because you can play him on the ball, off the ball. Like, he can guard one, twos, and threes out there. So he's like the perfect guy if you're adding a piece to your championship team. And I know it's crazy, but $25 million doesn't sound like that much anymore you know, you can probably piece together enough of that to, to, to get a guy like Holiday. So I, I just don't know if the Bucks have enough to piece uh, together to get a guy like Holiday. You know, Brian, as the roster is right now, the main thing that scares me about this Bucks team is one of my favorite teams in NBA history is that team. You, I mean, you know him pretty well, obviously. Tom Thibodeau, Derrick Rose, the youngest MVP. Great regular season team, but then you run into LeBron James in the playoffs, and that's the best player in the league. Is that your concern with the, with this Bucks team, maybe with Philadelphia, that they're good regular season teams, but come playoff times, they don't have a guy like LeBron James that could get them a bucket in the fourth quarter, those grown man buckets, or Anthony Davis? Yeah, so I I think that more about the Bucks than I do about um, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I think Philadelphia's team 
is actually for, more built for the playoffs. They could slow it down. You know how the playoffs get. You could pick on you could pick on matchups. And to me, like so, when we used to pay, prepare for LeBron mm-hmm. in the regular season, it was tough. So this is like let's call my career ending in like 2010. Even though I went to 2012, <laughs> you know we played against LeBron. I was on that team that you just mentioned, yeah. but. It's hard to prepare for LeBron in the regular season. It just is. Like he, you're in a ballroom in a hotel, and and when he comes at you in transition, you're thinking to yourself like, okay, when he's in transition, we got to build a wall. When he attacks the wall and he gets downhill, you got to wrap him up, and you got to wrap him up with force, or else he'll just finish through you and lay it up, right? So I think I think Giannis is like that too. Like I don't. It's impossible to know what you're in for. Like. Night in and night out, you're playing the Hawks, and you go and play Brooklyn when they're all banged up. Then all of a sudden, you're playing against Giannis, and it's like nothing you've ever seen before. But, you know, NBA players are the best players in the world. You could play Giannis in game one, and in game two, you're more prepared to understand, like, when he hits that Euro step, we got to be there. When he drives and he's about to spin, you got to collapse on him. So you have more time to, to dive in in the playoffs. So Giannis is, a, to me, easier guy to stop in the playoffs in the regular season like good luck in the regular season you know, he'll have his nights like what philly did but philly had a few days off before to prepare for him and you saw them they're just like go ahead we're going to let you shoot and when you get down we're going to put two guys on you so but philly to me is a team like you can prepare for Embiid all you want and it's only going to help them like you're saying okay you have to double team him first of all so when you co- come and double team him He's going to now, after game one, he's going to know where all the open shooters are going to be. Ben Simmons is probably another one. Like, if Ben Simmons can look at his spots, he's not, I don't think he flows well, but when he finds his spots to get downhill and he tell him to push it in transition from game one to game two, they're, they're a team that I, I'm, I'm actually higher on Philly in the playoffs than I am on, with them on the regular season. I've got a chance to cover Al Horford for, for the last three years. Al Horford's going to be good during the playoffs. He takes a lot of games off in the regular season where he's just not interested in playing, but then the playoffs come, he's going to be pretty tough. So Philly's a dangerous team in the playoffs. The Bucks are a team, like I said, at the beginning of this phone conversation. they got to prove it to me. Thanks a lot, my man. Great stuff per usual. Enjoy the rest of your holiday, okay? Thanks, Kale. You got it, man. All right, see you guys. Thanks, Brian. That was Radio.com Sports NBA insider Brian Scalabrini. Insider calls brought to you by the new gas-powered Sprinter from Mercedes-Benz Vans. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019? Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.